0: Weeknights 6 5 Central on News Nation.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Hill here on News Nation. It is a big day in the world of politics. In just hours, two hours from now, the polls will close in New Hampshire for the first in the nation primary. Nikki Haley saying today she's not going anywhere anytime soon. Donald Trump incredibly confident going into all of this tonight. It is Trump versus Haley with the fate of the Republican Party at stake. Plus, President Biden not on the ballot in the Granite State tonight. Chris Steierwald joins us live from New Hampshire about what he's looking for with the writing campaign going on there. And by the way, no matter where you are in this country, New Hampshire or elsewhere, one of the top issues, maybe the top issue, is the southern border. And today, a congressman from the state of Texas said, you know what? We should not listen to the Supreme Court. Thanks for being with us here on The Hill. I'm Blake Berman, joined today by Amisha Cross, former Obama campaign advisor and Democratic strategist. Bob Cusack, of course, is the editor-in-chief of The Hill. Nan Hayworth, former Republican congresswoman from the state of New York. Denise Gitsum is a Republican strategist, and Chris Steyerwald joining us uh, for about half the show or so live in New Hampshire, News Nation political editor and senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. The Hill on News Nation starts right now. on in thanks for being with us here on the hill on news nation so it is donald trump versus nikki haley in the state of new hampshire tonight earlier today trump made a surprise visit in the small town of londonderry new hampshire and that is a live look right now as voting in that town and across the state closes in about two hours from now trump to put it lightly is very confident going into this evening
2: President says that she's staying in through Super Tuesday. I don't care. Is
3: she a threat to you? No, no. She, and I don't care if she stays in. Let her do whatever she wants. It doesn't matter. I can just say that there's never been a movement like this. Make America great again.
1: And Nikki Haley made several stops today across the Granite State as well. Her campaign says no matter what happens tonight, no matter what, they are moving forward south carolina and then on to super tuesday which by the way is a full month from now at least a month plus march 5th there are calls for nikki haley to get out of the race if it's a big loss for her tonight and to unify the republican party but today she said she's going forward no matter what
4: I don't do what he tells me to do. I've never done what he tells me to do. Um, Look, I mean, I think I don't strong. I've always said we'll know strong when the numbers come in. It's not like a certain number.
1: So think about where we started in this race. Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, you could argue the de facto leader of the Republican Party. Nikki Haley at the time was polling at two percent. Now it is a two person race, and the question that we will visit over the next couple hours, maybe the next handful of hours or so across New Hampshire, is will it be a two person race for just a matter of hours or potentially for a matter of weeks or months? Hello to you all. Thank you for being here with us on the Hill on News Nation. Nice to have you in. Big night in politics, the New Hampshire primary. Uh, Chris Steyerwald, you out there with us in New Hampshire? I think you are. Come on in. Bob Cusack, editor-in-chief of The Hill. We have you, Chris? Not sure. Uh, We don't. Bob, uh, what are you watching for tonight?
5: Well, listen, in Iowa, we were looking who finishes second. Now, who finishes first? I think Haley's got to win. I mean, this is a state that's perfect for her. And, you know, if you look back to 2016... Uh, Cruz won Iowa. Rubio won states. She's got to win states. It's got to start tonight with New Hampshire, I think. I think a close second's not good enough.
6: But she's been smart enough to not pigeonhole herself into having to win. I feel like every word has been carefully chosen on purpose because she has to make the case to America that she can go for the long run, and she's making it to her donors as well. That's the thing that she has to convince more than anyone. She has to keep her donors on board so that she can keep them funding through Presumably, oh, hold, hold on.
1: But you say close race. What do you what do you consider a close race? Well, listen. She's definitely got
5: to be in single digits. That's, I mean, without a doubt. If it's a double digit loss for Haley. Trump world is going to be out tomorrow, just (laughs) hammering her to say, drop out, drop out. Now, DeSantis said he wouldn't drop out after Iowa. Guess
1: what? He dropped out. Right. Vivek Ramaswamy (laughs) was on this very show and said, I'm going here, 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 and there. We're going to talk to Vivek Ramaswamy in moments, by the way. Uh, They can say whatever they want.
5: I don't think she's going to get out, though. I mean, I I think she's going to stay until South Carolina. But remember, Rubio was bounced after he lost his home state, and she's not looking, looking good real now in, uh, in South Carolina. She's down by 20 plus.
4: man But I think, it, I, I agree. I think President Trump is the favorite tonight. The passion is on his side. Polling today of New Hampshire voters indicates that immigration is their most pressing issue. Yep. That really plays very well for President Trump. But there will be a message for Republicans in the result tonight that we should heed. And that is, look at where the independent or the unaffiliated mm-hmm. voters go. Yep. Huge. Uh, because, uh, you know, and I, I am with President Trump all the way, and if he's our nominee, I'll fight like crazy for him. I've done it before. Mm. Um, and and I, I do believe in, you know, his potential to be a victor. But we do have to understand that there is a big electorate out there that needs persuading and convincing. I'm glad to see President Trump taking what I think a lot of us think is perhaps a bit more disciplined and statesmanlike view because we really need to see
6: that from here on in. Because he really has to win, like you said, those independent he voters does. in the swing states that are going to determine exactly. who ends up being our... I mean, this is not going to be a primary forever. We have a general coming, Precisely. and if we look down down that road and look to see who's most selectable, a lot of those head-to-heads have favored Haley. Just so not Donald Trump, what are you, what are you, do, what are you doing tonight? What are you
1: watching tonight as a Democrat?
2: <laughs> watching to see who actually turns out, because the New Hampshire primary is obviously different from some of the others. Um, there are a lot more independents. There are a lot more people who honestly are Democrats who are voting in this in this primary, and I think that if Nikki Haley is not able to eke out either a victory or a very close run, to, to your point, in the single mm-hmm. digits, it is over. Um, it's, it's frustrating in many senses because if the Republicans really want another choice, like some of them said that they did, they would have made it happen. They're not going to, and she doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell in South Carolina. So. Chris
1: Steyer, <laughs> uh, you couldn't avoid me for more than seven minutes. Uh, come on in. I think we have you now. Uh, what, are you watch- <laughs> what are you watching for tonight there in New Hampshire? Well,
7: well, what I'm watching right now is our partners at Decision Desk HQ have upwardly revised their turnout estimates. Uh, And when you look at where we're seeing turnout and you look at where those numbers are up, you're seeing that it's more Haley territory than it is Trump territory, which is to say— Nikki Haley does well with Republican voters in places where there are lots of Democrats. Um, she does well with people who are going to vote in a Republican. Uh, primary, but they live in places that Joe Biden won. They may have voted for Joe Biden themselves in the general election. We're looking here for these Sununu, uh, Chris Sununu, Joe Biden voters, the sort of traditional moderate New Hampshire voters of the past, the people who helped John McCain, the people who helped George H.W. Bush. Uh, Those folks are still around. And if we see big numbers in those places, that's got to be a good sign for Haley, uh, at least to have this be. Somewhat competitive.
1: Okay, uh, Chris, uh, hang around. We're more uh, more from you, of course, as we continue here. Uh, Chris, thank you. Uh, come on in, Vivek Ramaswamy, of course, former presidential candidate himself, uh, who is now supporting Donald Trump and joins us live. Are you Are you in New Hampshire, Vivek? I think you are. You were up on stage with Donald Trump I last am. night. All right. And thank you for being back here on the Hill uh, on News Nation. Appreciate the time. So uh, the polls right now, we just heard from Chris. Obviously, it looks like good turnout for Nikki Haley in areas that would matter to her. The polls, though, leading into this show Donald Trump, uh, let's just call it up in the neighborhood somewhere of 10 points or so. If that's what we end up seeing tonight, Vivek, do you think Nikki Haley should drop out? And if she doesn't, what do you think the RNC should do? I do think Nikki Haley should
0: drop out if this is a decisive double-digit margin. I think if she does not drop out under those circumstances, it does reveal, I think, something a little bit more sinister going on here, which is a donor class that's continued to prop her up with the hope that something terrible happens in this country, like Donald Trump being removed from ballots against the will of the people. And I don't think that's something that the Republican Party or the primary electorate should be rooting for, and yet that would literally be the only scenario that remains coming out of tonight that could viably have Nikki Haley even have a remote shot at the presidency. And so I think if that's what happens and she stays in this race, that deserves to be smoked out. I think that that will create, I think, a very ugly dynamic in the Republican. Party. What are you suge- and I'm What do you suggesting vote this party in the country for that? I'm saying that if she loses by a double-digit margin or more tonight and she still stays in this race it will be solely out of the hope that Donald Trump is eliminated from contention by external forces. And I think that that's not a good dynamic in the Republican Party, and I think she needs to step out clearly in that scenario.
1: Here's what you said, Vivek, of Donald Trump recently uh, when you were running against him. You said, quote, I think we need somebody with fresh legs, somebody who can reach and lead the next generations of Americans. Um, Why should Republicans in New Hampshire, Americans all across the country, Support Donald Trump if your party, this country, as you say, needs, quote unquote, someone with fresh legs.
0: Look, that was the whole premise for my candidacy. But the beauty of our country is that the people of the country get to decide who actually leads it. That's what the United States of America was founded on. The people in Iowa and I think the people across this country in the Republican primary base have been clear about who they want to see as their next president. I'm proud of the race we ran. I started at not zero percent but 0.0%, finished at 8% in Iowa, but had a clear understanding at that point going forward, there was no path for me to win this clearly through the front door. And the 8% or so I would have garnered in New Hampshire, I wanted so to send don't, that you don't away think Donald Trump is too old? the other America first candidate. No, to, I actually don't. And to the contrary, is Nikki Haley younger than Donald Trump? Yes, she is in age, but what really matters is the age of your ideas. What she wants to do is go back to an older vision of the Republican party, fighting pointless foreign wars and with a domestic surveillance state that reflects Dick Cheney's old Republican Party. And I do think that America First is the way of the future of the next generation for the Republican Party. And I'm now gonna do everything in my power to make sure that we chase the Republican Party and the country of the future, which is one that puts the interests of our own citizens above anybody else.
1: Let me ask you, Vivek, uh, there's the question about what uh, Donald Trump could potentially do as his vice presidential candidate. Uh, Should he choose someone who ran against him or someone who was was not in it at all?
0: Look, I think that choice belongs to Trump and I think it's the choice that actually would be whatever best advances the interests of this country. That question comes later. I think the theme for right now is end this primary, do it decisively in New Hampshire. I think that is what is going to happen and should happen tonight. And then focus on a general election that I actually think we can win in a landslide. I think this could be a Reagan 1980 style, dare I say it, unifying election. What you even see from Democrats like John Fetterman, I'll give him credit for saying the right thing about the southern border and the crisis that many progressives are ignoring. If the border itself is now becoming a nonpartisan issue, as it should be, I see a major opportunity for national unity by adopting some basic ideas that a nation should have borders, that economic growth is inherently a good thing in a nation that we deserve one standard of the rule of law for all Americans, that you get ahead through merit, not the color of your skin. These are ideas that most Americans today agree on, and yet the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, which controls the party, has actually left. And
1: so this is an opportunity that I think we need to seize. I think, by the way, that's why Nan Hayworth is bullish on Donald Trump tonight, is because of the issue of the border. So it was interesting to hear you bring that up. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, got to leave it there. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yep. uh, So Vivek Ramaswamy supporting Donald Trump. Nikki Haley has supporters of her own, as you might imagine. Come on in, Congressman Ralph Norman from the state of South Carolina. Of course, Nikki Haley's home state. And we thank you, Congressman, for joining us here on the Hill on News Nation. Uh, Appreciate the time. Let me just ask you point blank. Does she need to win tonight to move forward?
8: (laughs) No, she's got to make a strong showing, which she will do. I mean, she's proven that with Independence. The polling shows that. And, uh, you know, the thing I like about Nikki Haley, she does not quit. And uh, she's a fighter, and that's why I endorsed her, you know, back in February. And that's what makes her strong. But she will have a good showing tonight. I can't tell you what that will be. In two hours, we will know. But uh, this is an important primary. This is the second one we've had. And uh, I respect Vivek uh, a lot, but all the things he just said about Nikki... Uh, starting wars, globalists, uh, going back to Dick Cheney. If that were the case, uh, Donald Trump uh, endorsed Nikki Haley to be his global leader uh, on the United Nations. Now, was he wrong? No. He picked her because of what she could do, the fight that's in her. And uh, I think he made the right choice, the best choice he could Uh make. So all these things that are being leveled at her are not right.
1: Yeah, I mentioned you're from South Carolina. I wanna, you know, political endorsements, there's a question about, do they matter? What do they eventually mean for voters? Um, but when you look at what's going on, Congressman, in South Carolina, the governor, and the two sitting senators of your state, of Nikki Haley's state, have said, you know what? We're going with someone else. What, what does that say, Congressman, um, that the top leadership in that state isn't backing her?
8: Couple things. Uh, One, Nikki fought the establishment. A lot of those people you just mentioned are part of the establishment. Uh, Secondly, Donald Trump could tell you exactly why. He got the endorsements then, now, and that he didn't have in 2016. You know how many he got? One. You know how many Jeb got, Jeb Bush had? Seven. Um, Marco Rubio had six. People make endorsements uh, for a lot of different reasons. One, they want to go with the winner. Look how many have come on late with Donald Trump. Uh, a lot of them, uh, you know, look at it uh, with, with Donald Trump. We don't want to make him have him call us names, or we don't want a okay. primary. Uh, they need to need to get a spine. Uh, I went with Nikki early, and uh, I'm glad I did.
1: I I, want to ask you real quickly. You're a member of the House Freedom Caucus. The head of the House Freedom Caucus, Bob Good, was on this show yesterday. Uh, He supports Donald Trump, and he said, quote, I do not find her, Nikki Haley, to be a true conservative. Is the head of the House Freedom Caucus wrong?
8: Bob's a great guy. He's got his own opinions. He and I can agree to disagree, and that's one of the things we disagree on.
1: Got to leave it there. Congressman Ralph Norman uh, from South Carolina. Again, thank you for the time, sir. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. What would you hear there from both sides? I'll I'll open it up.
5: Well, listen, Ralph Norman is no independent. I mean, he is a true conservative. I mentioned House Freedom Congress. Exactly. And so, you know, he's been taking some crap from his colleagues uh, (laughs) as the decision. Is that the political term? (laughs) He's taking some crap as the political Uh, uh, term. Okay. uh, All right. Another different word. Um, But but overall, listen, I, I think. He's got a point. After tonight, two states, okay? So... Do we have to stop after two states? I mean, that I think is going to be Haley's argument because it is a two person race now, and that's her opportunity.
2: Vivek talked about um, Nikki hoping that, or, you know, some people hoping that uh, Trump would be wiped out by external forces, which is an odd statement to make. That's
1: why I I asked him, what what are you suggesting? Well,
2: I I think that in that suggestion, he, even though he didn't want to talk about it, part of this is alluding to his court cases. And I think that Nikki is hoping, um, should, you know, New Hampshire not shake out the way that she needs it to in terms of being uh, very close to him in this race, that should something happen, should one of these cases end up in an actual felony conviction, at some point you're going to have to get somebody else. So I don't think that she's really willing to drop out because, again, there's a hope that, hell, he
6: has 90 plus charges. Maybe something will stick. And I really take issue with the notion that when a woman jumps in and she decides to fight with all her might, that's somehow sinister. Like, there's some kind of sinister element to the corporate people behind her. I think... Was it getting
1: at that or I was not, it just politics? Because no, some I folks really, might say, come listen, on, I, like, she's I not run-
6: You know what, I just don't like it. Okay. Also a conspiracy and I think a lot theorist. of people don't. And I was just going to say that, Amisha. It's like, you know, it's so much fun to watch so many of these people who went way out of the ski tips to try to fight against Donald Trump suddenly try to eat their words and kiss his butt, which is basically this guy only hope for ever having a chance in office ever. And I just think that he represents some of the worst elements of our party. Right. And the things that he okay. says are very divisive. When he calls for unity, that he only calls for the kind of unity that he wants, which doesn't represent what most of Americans want.
1: Man, hold that thought. Uh, Chris <laughs> I know, I know is going to be good. coming back live for, uh, from New Hampshire for us. On the other side of the break, don't, don't you know, by the way, uh, Democrats have a primary in New Hampshire today, too. But... President Biden not on the ballot there. So what does it all mean? One of the things we're going to be watching tonight is this write-in campaign. Is there a number that the president has to get to? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Stywall breaks it down on the other side of the break. You're watching The Hill on News Nation. Stay with us.
0: News Nation tonight. Live from New Hampshire, starting at 7 Eastern. It's America's first presidential primaries. And NewsNation Decision Desk 24 has you covered. With the best political team on TV and accurate, real-time poll results. There's a new home for election coverage you can trust. The New Hampshire Presidential Primaries. NewsNation tonight, starting at 7 Eastern. To find NewsNation on your screen, go to joinnn.com.
3: The price of a first-class postage stamp went up again this week. All first-class mail products had a 2% price increase on Sunday. The cost of a first-class mail forever stamp increased from $0.66 to $0.68. That's the third price increase in the last 12 months. The Department of Transportation has announced that the Biden administration has issued $623 million in grants to make charging stations for electric vehicles more widely available to consumers. One of the goals is to have at least a half million stations online by 2030. Land Rover is recalling nearly 5,000 2023 Range Rover Sport Vehicles. Moisture may accumulate in the right-side tailgate and body-mounted lights, which can cause the right-side exterior vehicle lights, including brake and backup lights, to fail. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com.
8: Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights.
2: Speaking in public, the list of fears is endless.
0: You're listening to News Nation, America's independent source for unbiased news. To get News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com.
4: What I got? I want to be a teacher because when I'm a teacher, I can help kids to learn and chase their dreams.
0: Pi, a defect of the immune system, affects millions of children. Early and accurate diagnosis and treatment give children like Sam a chance to achieve their dreams.
4: It takes a lot of caring teachers to make school fun. It took a lot of caring people to keep my dream alive. And now, because of them, I can be head of the class.
0: For more information, visit the Jeffrey Modell Foundation at infoforpi.org.
8: Now you can discover the mysteries
7: of ham radio. Using modern transceivers, you can make friends all over the world. Even talk to astronauts in space, ships on the high seas, and flying aircraft thousands of miles away. Unlike phone users, ham radio operators talk absolutely free and provide vital communications during disasters or emergencies. To find out more about ham radio, visit us at ARRL.org. And remember, unlike the Internet, we crisscross the entire globe wirelessly.
8: I just got a text asking me to approve a bank transfer I didn't make. I bet you get messages like this, too. So much of our lives are online today, from email to banking and everything in between. To make sure my information was protected, I checked out CISA's Secure Our World website for simple steps to stay safe online. Now I know how to protect myself from scammers. And you can learn, too. Go to CISA at CISA.gov forward slash secure our world.
4: Sports allow us to play,
2: learn, and grow. But there's something more important than victory. At the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, we believe every athlete deserves to be safe. Safe from abuse and misconduct on and off the field. We equip athletes, parents, coaches, and others with the right education to recognize, prevent, and respond to harmful behavior. Join the movement to champion respect and end abuse at uscenterforsafesport.org.
1: All right, welcome back here to The Hill on News Nation. So while Nikki Haley, of course, battles Donald Trump tonight for a potential upset in New Hampshire, there is another candidate looking to make potentially an even bigger splash, and this happens to be on the Democratic side. Styrol, live from New Hampshire, is here to break it all down. Chris?
7: So a little-known Democratic lawmaker from Minnesota mounts a long-shot bid in the New Hampshire primary against a sitting president of his own party. But the incumbent isn't even on the ballot. He was wary of left-wing Democrats and wanted to delay the start of the nominating contest and rely on more moderate supporters in the South and the Midwest. But as support grew behind the insurgent with New Hampshire momentum, the incumbent scrambled to mount a write-in campaign to avoid an embarrassing defeat. Dean Phillips and Joe Biden, sure. But the Minnesota Democrat and incumbent Democrat we're talking about are Senator Eugene McCarthy and President Lyndon Johnson right here 56 years ago. Dean Phillips is hoping to repeat history here tonight. McCarthy didn't win in 1968, but propelled by his anti-Vietnam War message, he held the incumbent to only about half of the vote. Johnson had engaged, but it wa- but wasn't able to deliver. The result, sensing Johnson's weakness, Senator Robert Kennedy jumped in the race four days later. Two weeks later, Lyndon Baines Johnson stunned the world.
8: Accordingly, I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president.
7: No one saw... No one saw it coming. A live Oval Office address dropped out of the race. Following Johnson's withdrawal, Vice President Hubert Humphrey got in and fought an ugly nomination battle with Kennedy. Kennedy was assassinated after winning the California primary, leaving left-wingers without a champion. Party bosses tried to shut down debate at the Chicago Convention. Radicals rioted. Police cracked down. Chaos. A divided party. And ultimately... A resounding defeat for Democrats at the hands of former Vice President Richard Nixon. So, is Dean Phillips about to kick off a catastrophe for Democrats? The Biden campaign believes it has done what it takes to avert disaster, spending big bucks to organize and convince New Hampshire Democrats that even though Biden tried to kill their precious primary, they need to turn out for him. Polls say it's working. Every survey of the race since early December shows the incumbent leading by 45 points or more. Unlike Johnson, who was afraid to be seen as trying too hard, the Biden team has been pushing, 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 including staging an event today 500 miles away in Virginia. But it was focused on the top issue for lots of Democrats in the Granite State access to elective abortions. And Phillips is unlike McCarthy, too. While the 1968 version was tapped into young, left-wing anti-war sentiment, something that is very much evident here today when it comes to the Israel-Hamas conflict, Phillips is, if anything, more pro-Israel than Biden. And unlike Bernie Sanders, who succeeded here before, Phillips is an enthusiastic capitalist who argues Democrats have moved too far to the left. Then there's also this. McCarthy was alone on the ballot in 1968. Here's what it looks like for Democrats today. Voters looking to protest biden may have to pass over 16 or more choices because it's randomly sorted on the ballots here so you don't know where it's going to go they might have to pass over two-time anti-war candidate marianne williamson before they get to phillips plus there's a competing write-in effort from the anti-war left they want voters to write in ceasefire so what can phillips do Uh, So can Phillips do what McCarthy did before the 1968 challenger got 42% of the vote and held Johnson to 49%. If Phillips does anything like that, Biden will have a serious problem on his hands. But if Biden matches his polling, what could have been a problem will turn into a show of strength. So where is that magic line between triumph and disaster? The opposition provides an answer. Part of what made Johnson look so weak was what Nixon did on the other side, cruising to victory with 77 points. Biden needs to get more than half the vote, of course, but he also needs to keep pace with whatever Trump is doing. An easy Trump win and a close Biden race against Phillips, regardless of turnout, regardless of write-in, is not the story Democrats want to tell heading into the general election. And that's the news from 1968 here in
3: New
1: Hampshire. <laughs> Ed Steyerwald breaks it down. So, Chris, before you go, uh, the polls show Biden there, what, at like 61 percent? You think that's the general give or take range we're going to see for him tonight?
7: I have no earthly idea, yeah, brother. This it's is a writing why I'm so right? excited about tonight. It's yeah. just so excited about tonight. There's so many variables. The turnout models are screwy. It's a right in campaign. Okay, people are wild. People are weird. I, I'm feeling, the, I'm feeling the, the election night vibes, and it feels good.
1: All right, <laughs> gotta leave it there, Chris. Have fun, my man. We'll, uh, we'll catch you. Catch you tomorrow. See you soon. Yep. All right. Uh, by the way, did, did you see this? What's going on in New Hampshire? Watch.
8: Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect. Donald Trump again your vote makes a difference in November not just Tuesday
1: that was not President Biden might sound like him a little bit it was a, a robocall using digital ma- manipulation of the president's voice the attorney general of that state has launched an investigation now you know when I saw this I thought this wasn't a story about Biden this was a story about Trump this was a story about anyone it's about candidate fill in the blank until eternity is it not because think, this is what, uh, what we could be seeing going forward. You're right, forward. and I
2: think that that's something that all candidates should be afraid of, because anyone can manipulate voices, um, in many cases, also imagery, to where it actually yeah. looks like the person is having that conversation, even though their campaign, and them never had the conversation at all. I think that New Hampshire, for Democrats at this point, is not the be-all to win all. it's not South Carolina, it's obviously not Georgia, more diverse, more broad-based, um, that represent the American electorate. but. This type of robocall is dangerous. Again, not just for Joe Biden, but because anyone could do it at any given time. Right. And we just don't want that and All don't need it in our politics. Yeah,
1: now, All right, coming up. Uh, president Biden, as Chris just laid out, skipping New Hampshire tonight, instead holding his first election rally of 2024. So, how is the president planning to take on the Republican frontrunner? And can he overcome the polls? You've seen the polls. Swing state polling does not look good for Biden. It looks good for that guy right there. So, what's the Biden campaign going to do about it? And what are they saying? Live interview, other side of the break. All right, welcome back to The Hill here on News Nation. So ignore the Supreme Court, just flat out ignore it. That is the message from the Texas Congressman Chip Roy, Republican. He is responding to the high court's decision to allow the Biden administration to remove razor wire that was installed by Texas on a stretch of the southern border. As the congressman puts it, quote, if someone's breaking into your house and the court says, oh, sorry, you can't defend yourself, what do you tell the court? You tell the court to go to hell. You defend yourself and then figure it out later. Nan, your party. Yes. You got. You got any issue with them saying, "To hell with the Supreme Court"?
4: Um, I understand what he's saying. Congressman Roy is a deeply principled uh, man mm-hmm. in many ways, so I am not denigrating his passion about this. And I agree that the decision does seem, to me as a citizen, to be uh disappointing let's put it that way but the federal government i understand it on a constitutional basis the federal government has jurisdiction over our border the federal government is failing badly but
1: you'd be going nuts though if a democrat said this about the environment
4: yes uh said that like oh, we if like, go like, ahead and, like like if there was a ruling about the, the environment Trump yeah said, if the supreme
1: court yes. made some ruling on the environment and the democrats said you know it's
4: I'm, I, I might, depending on the stance of that particular Democrat on that issue. But, I, you know, I'm not saying, therefore, Chip Roy is right and Texas I'm should not comply. Not I'm not complying. I'm not comparing
1: the environment to the southern border, by the way. I'm just saying these are big no, issues for I both agree sides. With you. No, no,
4: yeah. no, Blake, you're exactly right, and it's a great question. Uh, I, I understand where he's coming from, but I understand also why the Supreme Court made the decision
6: it did. Yeah, we have really, as the American, and I still appreciate where you come from on this, Dan, because we all feel frustration, all Americans, yeah. Republican and Democrat feel frustration frustration with what's happening at the border. Um, How we think about addressing that issue is a different issue, but I think we all understand the problem. The bigger problem, the existential threat to America, is rhetoric like this. Rhetoric that says we get to pick and choose based on who we think should be telling us what to do, and we're gonna completely disregard the highest court of the law, because just to the question you posed to Nan about, so if it was on the other side on an issue that you cared about deeply, would you, you know, would you be able to say the same thing? We we don't get to pick and choose when we are Americans, and certainly when this, you swear an oath of office.
5: This is a top trending story on the Hill right now. It is, it is. I mean, there's a reason why it's called the Supreme Court, and- <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's very supreme. <laughs> this is a
5: conservative court, also. Yes. So supreme conservatives boys, are, exactly. are upset about. Uh, they're
1: upset. John with, Roberts and uh, and, and Amy there, are, Coney there are a lot of Bills fans yeah. who are
5: upset, but the referee <laughs> said the Chiefs won, and so when right. the ruling comes right. down, right. you got to respect
1: it. Okay. All right. Turning now back to the campaign trail, the other side by the way. Of course, uh, all eyes on New Hampshire. President Biden, though, Vice President Kamala Harris, are doing their first joint public rally of the reelection campaign, not in New Hampshire, instead in suburban Virginia just a little while ago. And they brought abortion rights front and center in a preview of what the race for the White House could potentially look like.
8: Trump says he's proud that he overturned Roe v. Wade. He said, and I quote, there has to be punishment For the women exercising the reproductive freedom. He describes the Dobbs decision as a miracle. But for American women, it's a nightmare.
1: Joining us now, Congresswoman uh, Jennifer McClellan, a Democrat from Virginia and a supporter of President Biden. Congresswoman, thanks for being here with us on the Hill. Uh, Appreciate the time. So um, we've seen the leader of your party make abortion front and center. But when you look, Decision Desk HQ polling, what is the most important issue when deciding who to vote for in 2024? Economy, 40 percent. Immigration, 7 percent. Abortion, 8 percent. Is this going to be the centerpiece of the Democratic campaign?
9: It's going to be a major centerpiece of the the Democratic campaign because uh, reproductive freedom and democracy are both on the ballot and they are connected. And the president made perfectly clear That both of those issues are on the ballot today and that only one ticket, and that is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, are fighting to protect our democracy and fighting to protect reproductive freedom. And just like in Virginia, Ohio, and Kansas, uh, voters came out to protect reproductive freedom, they're going to do so nationwide.
1: I I hear you on the results, Congresswoman, and and those are, are indisputable. No matter what you think about abortion, we have seen how it's played in elections, but... I think you would also agree and you know the famous political line um it's the economy stupid end quote and and so i wonder if you think at the end of the day this is going to be an election whoever crosses the finish line about abortion or the economy
9: it'll probably be a bit of both but economic opportunity is critically important uh, aspect of reproductive freedom they are connected as well and i think it is important to understand that while we also campaign on the economy We are campaigning on making sure that we protect reproductive freedom and the women of this country are angry. I am angry that I'm the first generation of my family to lose a constitutional right because of Donald Trump. I am angry that my daughter will have fewer rights when she reaches reproductive age than I did when she was born and the women of this country are going to vote accordingly.
1: Um, Donald Trump, you mentioned his name. Uh, President Biden... The other day put out a video, um, you've seen it, I've seen it, a lot of folks have seen it, in which he uh, mistook Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi. And it came from President Biden himself, this video right here. Watch and I'll get your reaction on the other side.
9: He's going on and on mentioning me multiple times as to why I didn't handle January 6th better.
8: Nikki Haley is in charge of security, we offered her 10,000 people, they don't want to talk about that.
9: I wasn't in office then. They're saying he got confused.
1: Congresswoman, you know, you've seen the polls. President Biden has has a problem he can't change, which is his age and how voters think about him. Um, I'm wondering if, if you think that trying to flip the issue and try to point out Trump's age and things that he said is is that really a winning tactic?
9: Well, in that video you just showed, showed it was Nikki Haley who was talking about. Uh, Trump's, uh, Trump's But the president, re- the
1: president reposted it It came from his account
9: Well I think the point is not Just about the age, the point is about cognitive Ability, the point is about Your mental acuity and the president Has shown that he is Has his, all of his faculties And he is highlighting what uh, you know. People are trying to say The president doesn't have the mental Acuity to continue to be president but he Does, it's questionable whether The former president does
1: all right. Got to leave it there. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, Congresswoman McClellan, thanks for being here on the Hill. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So, by the way, just moments ago, uh, some, some big political news. Uh, as he faces a tough reelection fight ahead, President Biden's going to shake up the leadership team of his campaign. The New York Times reports uh, close White House aide Jennifer O'Malley. Dylan will now take control of the campaign. Dylan ran it in 2020. If things were going so good, Amisha, you don't shake up the campaign.
9: Um,
2: I think that he recognizes the road ahead. Um, He recognizes that um, no matter who the Republicans nominate, and it looks like it's going to be Donald Trump, this is going to be a close election. Um, It's also that the wins are at the sails, particularly when you have black voters and younger voters who are behind you. Right now, there are questions as to whether or not black voters and younger voters will turn out. There's no fear they'll vote for Trump or that they'll jump ship and vote Republicans. It is that they will not turn out. This campaign. How how worried are you about that? I I would say pretty worried because I I agree with, and I hate to say it, some of my people on the right down here, the immigration issue is a big one. One of my state representatives um, out of Illinois today basically said that um, they need to rescind rescind the DNC if we cannot figure out immigration in Chicago. And I think that that is a very big issue and one which many people didn't know about or care about at the same level until the migrants were in their backyard. It was
1: Democrats saying, oh, this is a Republican thing. But it's not a Republican thing anymore.
2: It's not a Republican thing when you also have to house, provide shelter, provide right. uh, okay. schooling and health care for individuals on a moment's notice who are now in your city. I think that's very real. All right.
1: So coming up here on the Hill, I want you to take a look at this image right here. Pop it up on the screen. When you see this image, what goes through your mind? What do you see? Think about it for a second, and we'll discuss it on the other side of the break when The Hill returns. And be sure to check out our weekly newsletter, Decision Desk HQ. That guy right there is Campaign View. You can subscribe with the QR code on your screen. Get a slice of our show into your inbox. The Hill, and what do you see? And also, what do you hear on the other side of the break?
9: Dear Hero, whoever you
7: are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day.
9: I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give
0: blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash
2: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services
6: my dad was my hero I wanted to do something to help people just like he did a few years ago he was diagnosed with cancer from doing search and recovery at ground zero in the aftermath of 9-11 I was holding his hand when he took his last breath I didn't want to let him go First Responders Children's Foundation gave me a scholarship that changed my life I'm a nurse now
3: go to firstrcf.org
6: and make a difference today only one in five people with
9: autism are employed, despite many having the skill set and desire to work. Maybe it's because employers don't know what kind of jobs they can do. Like, what about a programmer? That's a job for someone with autism. Uh, how about a healthcare worker?
5: Yep. That is too. People with autism can do a lot of different jobs, but often get overlooked due to outdated stigmas. Introducing Win by Autism Speaks. We help businesses lead the way in inclusive hiring. What about a ranch hand? Yeah. To learn more, go to autismspeaks.org/win. You're listening to News
6: Nation on the go, available 24 seven in the News Nation app, or just say Alexa, play News Nation. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code RADIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code RADIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code RADIO.
7: Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver.
3: Five years
1: of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big
3: vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait.
7: It's It's our our roads.
1: It's It's our our safety. safety.
7: Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov.
1: Hello, I'm Chuck Reddick, Commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service. We're working hard to get ready for tax filing season. You know who else is working hard? Identity thieves. Keep your computers and your mobile phones secure. Use antivirus software and strong passwords. Look out for email scams. Secure your home Wi-Fi with a password. Stay safe when you shop online. Look for HTTPS in the web address. See irs.gov for details. You can always come up with an excuse for not visiting longtermcare.gov. Oh, I forgot. Game night. After all, who wants to admit that one day they will be, you know, old?
2: Hey, do you see any crow's feet on this
4: face? I don't.
1: But since 70% of older Americans need some kind of long-term care, why not do some free planning now so you can stay in charge? Visit longtermcare.gov and find your own path forward. To the Hill on News Nation. Live look, Londonderry, New Hampshire, where voters are still casting their ballots in the Granite State. Uh, that city, I believe, another hour and 13 minutes. Most polls close at seven. Uh, some polls close at eight. We should start to know here in the upcoming hours what's going on there in New Hampshire. And we took to the streets today to ask voters essentially why they voted for who they voted for. I want you to listen to this. And on the other side, Consider this question. What did you hear?
4: She kept repeating the same thing she's been repeating about chaos and this and that. I want to hear about the issues. I want to hear what they're going to do. I'm not happy with his
9: behavior. And I also think that if he were to be president again, there would be so much chaos, as, uh, as Nikki puts it, vengeance, um, and he'll spend half his time in court.
3: But I think the world needs Donald Trump now to get the United States back on track.
1: All right, around the table we go. What did you hear, Denise? Oh
6: man, it, it does sound like people care as much about the personalities at play and the type of leadership, the type of personalities they'd be electing to be president as much as they do about the issues. What'd you hear? Uh, I heard at least uh, one of these uh,
4: voters who felt as though she was being talked past Mm. instead Mm. of talked with. And I think that's a very important lesson for all of us in politics. So
1: she talks about the personalities, but you're saying. She's saying, well, I heard
4: her talk about this. I heard her talk. I want to hear what she's going to do. President Trump, to his credit, has said a lot about what he plans to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and has very detailed policy statements that he has already made.
5: All right. What would you hear, Bob? Well, listen, uh, I think Nikki Haley in the last debate said uh, DeSantisLies.com about 17 times. (laughs) I think she's run a very good campaign. I looked it up. Yeah. (laughs) And you you just have to hammer a message home, but there's there's a limit and she has used the chaos line a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously, people like Trump and that's part of the problem. They don't like calling him chaotic. (laughs) I mean, Trump
2: used chaos as well, though. He said bedlam at least 500 times. I haven't heard that since, like, you know, those weird um, uh, Armageddon type What would you hear, though, from those voters? From those voters, I also heard a voter talk about chaos. I think that there is a natural fear that should Trump not win by, you know, sheer voters saying we reject him again, that we will have chaos in the streets. And that is a scary place to be because- this is an election cycle. There's going to be a winner, there's going to be a loser, and at the end of the day, Americans have historically accepted who the winner was and who the loser
4: was and moved on. We well, should continue that. in 2016 when President Trump won and Hillary Clinton's supporters. <laughs> People were not <laughs> in the
2: street causing <laughs> chaos and mayhem. Um, we did not have an over, a well, attempt to overturn the election. Yeah, that that didn't happen in
4: 2016. Mostly in Democrat jurisdictions, I hate to point out, but um, in 2016 there was an enormous election denial uh, movement among uh, Democrats in government. And okay. Many celebrities.
1: All right. Uh, sh- image that I saw earlier today. Take a look at this. Uh, this was snapped, of course, in New Hampshire. A Trump supporter braving chilly temperatures, going outside a polling location. You can see one sign says a dollar eighty-seven gas. The other sign says secure borders. When you look at that image right there on election day, Amisha, what do you see?
2: (laughs) I see the two major issues for voters. They care about the economy and they care about border security. But the
1: Biden campaign was telling us it's abortion. Which is why I wonder. Well,
2: I, I think that we, you have to segment who those voters are. For women, particularly women of reproductive age, obviously abortion and reproductive rights is going okay. to be a top uh, item, and we've seen that in state elections. We've seen that in election after election at this point. What'd you
1: see,
5: Bob? Well, listen, I, I think that I mean it, that shows what was going on in the Trump administration, and that's the Biden problem, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think they've got to stop being so defensive about the border, and also they've got to they've got the economy actually is showing signs of recovery. They've got to hammer that message home.
1: Pop the image back up if we can't. Thank you. There we go. Now- when you look at that, what do you see?
4: Uh, Trump 47.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Because yeah. those are the two issues.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Amisha entirely about the power of the abortion issue, which is why the Democratic Party is running on it, and that's not a dumb strategy for them. And in terms of being defensive about the border, President Trump, President Biden actually has to defend
6: the border. That's the problem. Th- he ain't doing it. Th- Denise, what'd you say? The 187 made me wonder if it was 1995. I don't remember the last time it. Those places happened during the Trump yeah, administration. No, it was yeah.
1: during the height of COVID, uh, right? Yeah. So no, I get that in theory. I a just can't, a lifetime can't remember because I lived yeah. in California. Thank you,
6: Gavin Newsom. And so. then secure borders reminded me of the truth of the statement that every state is now a border state. Okay. That's just a reality. All right.
1: Uh, another I mean, image that that I <laughs> saw uh, today as well, and it stopped and made me think for a second. If we can show it, with all the vitriol.
6: Oh yes. All cool the noise. Names. Yes.
1: Everything that's going on. Can we elect him? You see it at a <laughs> at a site at a campaign site there yes. at an event. A golden retriever in front of an American flag wearing an American flag. And it just goes to remind you, no matter what happens tonight, if it goes your way, if it doesn't go your way, everything will be okay.
6: That's right. It's going to be
1: fine. Coming up, final (laughs) thoughts from the panel. As we stare down, election results soon in New Hampshire. Stay with us.
7: The New Hampshire presidential primaries. News Nation Decision Desk 24 has you covered. Leland Vittert, Elizabeth Vargas, Chris Cuomo, Dan Abrams, and the best political team on TV. News Nation tonight starting at 7 Eastern.
1: All right, so Donald Trump could potentially make history tonight. Since 1976, when Iowa first became an important part of the Republican Party's nomination process, no non-incumbent Republican has won both Iowa and New Hampshire. Trump potentially could do that in a matter of hours. What are you watching for tonight as the polls start to close here?
6: This is the most exciting it's going to get as a Republican tonight. It's such a wild card that I, I'm just excited that there are options. I think it represents the diversity of our party, and I'm excited to see that. And Nan. Yeah.
4: Uh, If President Trump has a big win tonight, yes, this party is uh, his party. Uh, But there will be a message from those who vote for Nikki Haley. And I will be very interested to see what the margin is and what independents whom President Trump can bring into the fold uh, will need to be hearing.
5: Bob? I think Trump did not run a very good 2020 campaign. He had his base but didn't make a play for independents. His 2024 campaign is doing great. That's why there's no shakeups on his side. It's on Biden's side. Biden needed the shakeup.
2: The COVID-19 pandemic has created a lot of ridges that we continue to see and even amongst moderates if we see some large turnout numbers in places that voted Biden previously that are supportive of Trump today I think